0: Hi, I'm Hannah and I'm Nairi and we're here to show you the behind the
1: scenes of our fitness journeys to share the lessons that we've learned along the way and the things that have helped us grow to help you thrive in your own journey.
0: Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower you.
1: Welcome to our podcast. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. As per usual, Hannah and I are here for our kick-ass episode and today we're going to be talking about stress management. So this is something that I know a lot of you females will relate to. So we thought, especially coming into the Christmas period, it would be a good idea to have a chat about ways that you can manage your stress. But before we get into the podcast, let's have a bit of, ch- of a chat about our week. I'm so excited to hear about your week and your big news. (laughs) So um, if you haven't already seen on Instagram or Facebook, I have actually gotten engaged. So it's pretty exciting. Um, It happened, gosh, by the time this is posted, it will have been like three, three and a half weeks, I'd say. Um, I think it was the 20th. Yeah, 20th of November um, and it was the most beautiful proposal and um, I'm just so happy and excited for the wedding and uh, we're hoping to get married next year so nice and soon. Um, we don't really want to drag out the engagement so that's the biggest news in my life at the moment um, and I also have finally launched my website which I'm also very excited about because that's literally been in the works. And I think I mentioned it back when we first started the podcast, like four months ago, nearly, I think, cause we're up to podcast 17. So yeah, literally four months ago, I mentioned it um, how it was just starting to take motion. Uh, so if you want to go check it out, make sure you do. It's just www.coachniree.com. Nice we'll
0: and simple. It in the show notes. Well, I will write that down and we will put it in the show notes so you
1: guys can see it. Yeah, so exciting times ahead. We've got lots of things coming up, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but I'd love to hear how Hannah's week's gone. Well, I don't know if it's
0: been as big as
1: yours, but I have had a lovely
0: week. Um, my highlights of this week have been the planning for our Elevate and Empower Coaching program, which I'm so excited about. Um So Nairi and I have been working really hard in the background, getting your mindset work um, sorted. So that's going to be like a massive bulk of the coaching program. Um, So for those of you that haven't heard, we're doing training, nutrition and mindset. We're covering everything in our 12-week program and the way that we've structured the mindset is... We're teaching you uh, different modules every single week um, where we're going to cover, I don't want to give too much away, um, but we're going to cover all areas of life. So I know a lot of people think that they're in for a health and fitness journey, but it's so much more than that. We're literally going to help you level up in every single area. So we've just been really working hard getting your workbooks created. And getting each module in place and the different activities set up for you. So that's all I'm going to say for now, but that's all where all my focus and energy has been at the moment. And I'm very excited about it. I love that you shared
1: that. It's so exciting, honestly. It's, so exciting. <laughs> it's going to be amazing, honestly. I can't wait. And you know, one little thing I just wanted to mention when you were speaking about all the different aspects of what we're actually going to be doing. It's crazy to think that back in the day I used to think that you know health and fitness was just your training and that was initially what I thought just exercise and then I eventually realized that nutrition was a huge aspect but it's not until maybe the last couple of years that I've realized the mindset is actually how we change long term and to not have an, a mindset aspect it's, you know, it's going to be a quick fix at the end of the day. So that's why we've developed this uh, program designed to help you develop that growth mindset. Um, and we're so passionate about this area as well. So we can't wait to deliver it to you ladies. So stay tuned for more details as well. And if you already know that you want to sign up, you actually can because we've opened our sign ups now. So we'll pop that in the show notes for you. Exciting. Yes. And Hannah, did you know it's 23 days until Christmas? Oh, my God. Which means it,
0: how many days until I? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. 23 to right now. That'll make 30. And then how many days between Christmas and New Year? Seven. So 37 days until our program starts. That's, That's not so long. long. Guys, get yeah. signed up. It's going to fill up fast. There's only 20 spots available. And we've only got yeah. 37 days. Abort mission. This podcast has ended. We need to go work.
1: Yes. Love that so much. Well, um, how about we get into our topic for today? Stress yes, management. Very exciting. Do you want to lead the way? Let's do it. So first, I thought I might just mention what actually is stress in general. And essentially, it's the feeling of being overwhelmed and having all this excessive pressure on yourself so sometimes stress can actually be a good thing because it means that we get things done because when we have like time constraints it you know gives us a little bit of a kick up the bump <laughs> when we need it sometimes because if we don't get it done by that date then there's going to be consequences right So sometimes stress can be a good thing, but sometimes it can also be a negative thing um, if it's, you know, that accumulation over a really long period of time, because stress can then uh, domino into other areas of our life. So and that reflects into our training and our nutrition choices, too. So let's talk about the first tip that we've got for you. We've got three Sort of topics or categories that we've uh, placed into today, and we'll break them down for you as well. So, Hannah, did you want to start with the first one?
0: Yes. So, we've given the first one the umbrella of self care, um, and that looks different for everybody. And for me, things that I found have worked really well have been training regularly. Like I know Nairy and I were just speaking about it on the pod before we started the podcast. Like if we didn't train, sometimes you can feel so overwhelmed, so stressed, so shit. And the minute you just train and get mm. to the gym and start moving your body, your mood changes so much. And you're like, oh, I should have just come to the gym earlier. I like, can of sitting in that overwhelm all day. Um, but it's hard to, oh, I heard a great saying, get out of the jar and look at the label. Oh, I- if you're in a jar, You can't read the label. And it's like when you're in your head, you can't see what's going to fix you. Have you heard
1: that? I have, yeah. I think I've heard like a similar version of it, but same concept. Love that so much. It is so true. And there's like a meme as well. So you can visually see that. And it's like, it just changes your perspective about you know how to manage stress and lots of uh, tasks and projects that you've got. Or just even a situation, being able to see it logically. Yeah, love that. What um self-care do you implement regularly? Well, I really do love the training aspect that you mentioned. Um, definitely a big stress reliever for me because you can go in beast mode and not take it out on the weights, but kinda like yeah. you, you can you can be really focused and you know, go in with like intent and purpose and uh just train really hard, you know, and lifting heavy, get that, I don't know, it just it puts you into the best mood. And it's probably also a combination of the endorphins that are released within our body when we do exercise. Um, but specifically, I would also say it makes your body feel physically good when you're moving it, like mobile, like mobilizing your body, you know. Um, you're not all uh, you know, tight and uh what's the word? Tight is a good word, like you're not all kind of like, you know, crunching your body up like um, I can't find the word I'm trying to think of. Help me out. Help us to start. I don't know it. <laughs> That's okay. Mushed, squished. <laughs> Point is you always feel better after you've gone and had a training session. Even if you feel shit beforehand, you go in and you come out afterwards and you're like, fuck, I feel incredible right now, you know? Tense. Is the yes! Word tense? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know how like when you're holding a lot of stress in like your shoulders and you're lifting, you're elevating your shoulders up and like you just feel that tension in in your neck. Yeah. That kind of vibe that you get once you go and train like you're working on your posture and your mobility with weights, you just feel like your body feels like it's healthy, you know. And so there's just so many little aspects of training that can really influence how you actually feel. Yeah, I love that one. So walking is another great one, which I have been neglecting lately because it's been raining a lot, but I love walking in the sun. Like in general, just getting sunshine on my back is the best feeling because the it's the happy hormone, vitamin D, you know. Um, you always feel better when you've been out in the sun, right? So true, yeah. Um, I've been yeah. doing yoga lately, you know, which yeah. I find really
0: good. Only fifteen minutes a day, um, but just first thing in the morning, just getting my body moving, um, and I just find like it because within it, the I think they sneak in meditation into my yoga because uh, they're love focusing that. on the breath work, and then also yeah. the yoga that I follow, I'm doing I do either yoga with Adrian or yoga with Cassandra on YouTube. Uh, they have Sorry. some of the quick videos which I love, and then at the end, like you'll set, they'll tell you to set an intention for the day so it's like Mm -hmm. you're moving and you're stretching so they're tricking you but actually you're meditating Mm -hmm. at the same time so yeah I love that and meditation we're both big on meditation I've meditated consistently for like 74 days now
1: wow I know
0: I'm enlightened like love it it's really good you know what I've really noticed now I am one of these people like I have to give you the disclaimer I did not think that meditation worked for me I thought I can't meditate my mind's too busy like I'm I I get bored I get distracted I fidget I was I just I kind of like uh like brushed it aside I thought of it as a bit woo-woo and maybe not for me and then um I started doing this meditation in lockdown Um, and and the only reason I've stuck to it consistently is because the the guy that leads the meditation he's like oh you have to do it Either twice a day for 48 days or once a day for 90 days for it to work, and I was like, There's no way I'm doing it twice a day, I'll do once a day for 90 days. And then it got mm-hmm. to like, I think about 10 11 days in, and I was like, Oh, can't be bothered to do it today. And then I was like, No, because you have to do it for 90 days, otherwise, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you don't do it today, then you've got to start again from day zero, basically. Uh... So it was just a challenge basically that I set for myself and I'm competitive, so I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And now probably after about 40 days was when Mm -hmm. I really noticed the difference and I noticed the difference in like the stillness when I'm not doing stuff, like in between tasks. So like say for example, like you're driving somewhere or you're going to the shops and you know, your mind monkey brain, like we're just go, go, go. I find that I have more time where I don't have a thought.
1: Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. What's your secret other than meditation?
0: I think meditation
1: is <laughs> meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, gosh.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. And I really notice it now where before I'd be like, oh, what's for dinner? Look at that dog. Look at that tree. Look at that bird. Like
1: now I'm just like... <sighs> oh that's so interesting because I feel like males do this very well where they can like I don't know about you but I'll ask Thomas what are you thinking nothing and I'm just like what how could nothing be in your mind I don't understand and it's such a foreign concept to think that there could be nothing on someone's mind because for me like I'm always there's always something going on you know (laughs) it's hard to switch off (laughs) Yeah, Charlie can just sit on the
0: sofa and, like, from our sofa, we can see the palm trees and, like, the the trees and it's a nice view. And he can just sit on the sofa and just look out the window, for like, half an hour, 40 minutes, and just not thinking about anything. I'm
1: like, how? How did you do that? That's crazy, hey? Well, so interesting. You know, when you mentioned about the 90 days, it, it brought back a memory of mine, right? Um. Like, uh, back in the day, do you remember how I mentioned I did the 1,000 burpees a while ago? Oh, a weeks ago,
0: I don't know. If you yeah. Did you tell did me that? Oh, maybe
1: I didn't mention did. it. I, I would react. Sure. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I did this challenge where it was a 1,000 burpees and to see how quick you can do it. And I recorded it and put it on YouTube, right? Um, was and- it private? Eh? No, it was just because... I don't even know why. You know oh, how you why? just do things when you're yeah. first starting fitness? I just be doing burpees, but yeah. <laughs> yeah And um anyway, so it took me like four hours pretty much. And so ridiculous. Did right? you do this recently? Oh, this or was- is I think it was seven years ago. Oh, I thought you meant you've just done it recently. No, no. no. <laughs> um, anyway, so. I did that challenge, but within that or before I did that challenge, I was a part of like this Facebook group where um, I don't even know how I got in into it, but you had to do 100 burpees for 100 days. And as soon as you got to a day where you didn't get the burpees, then you had to start again and go back to zero or back to one. And until you complete the entire challenge, it was just it's just some stupid thing that, you know, when you do when you're first starting fitness, you just kind of you get onto all these challenges and things that like you look back on it and like that was so like stupid. What was I thinking? One, burpees are never fun, (laughs) no matter how many you do. And the whole thought process of why I was doing it was because I thought that I'd lose weight. And that's not the right mentality to think that exercise is what actually helps you to lose weight or lose body fat. So anyway, it was just a random thought that popped into my mind about the um, doing something for a consecutive amount of time. But of course, you know, meditation is it's a, a form of uh, therapy and, um, you know, it's relaxing and it can reset your day and or whatever time of day you're doing it. Um, And then as you said, like, it also helps you to feel enlightened in other um, areas of your life or other situations of your life when you're not meditating that moment. I think it's also about that mindfulness as well and being aware of the things around you. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you just said, actually. Um, You said
0: something about the stress building up. Stress is like an accumulation. Um, So, Mm -hmm. for example, you might not wake up stressed but little things happen throughout the day. And it's important to take that break of self-care, of training, of going for a walk, whatever it is for you to reset. So if say, for example, your work, work, work all go from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there's something on your mind, whether it's picking the kids up, making dinner, whatever, homework, whatever you have going on. If you just maybe stop at 12, then you've got six till 12, the stress build up. Then at 12, you've got that bit of self-care, whatever it is for you. And then from one till eight, say the stress will build back up and then do something before bed. Instead of it just going from six till eight, stress, stress, stress with no break from it. Because then your cortisol will be super high. That's when you feel overwhelmed, stress, you're more likely to burn out.
1: Mm. I might actually implement that. I love that idea because I have, uh, lately I've been having lunch, Uh, with no distractions. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting there eating and just being mindful about the like chewing my food properly and everything because our digestion is going to influence our ability to absorb nutrients. So I've been trying to be mindful of my eating habits um, for the most part anyway, especially at lunchtime when no one's around but me. But it would be good to sort of um, habit stack lunch with doing meditation straight after so it's almost like you're transitioning your day into okay now it's time to sit and be relaxed and zen eat my food with like in silence no one's around tv's not on or anything and then I can sit down for another 10 minutes or so afterwards and I'm digesting my food as well as sitting there in that um, meditation whether it's guided or not whether it's just like background uh really calming music I do love to have calming music I think that's very helpful as well um but if you don't want your mind to wander then guided meditation can be helpful because it gives you a direction for what your mind's going to be thinking about whether it's just being present and um you know feeling the different muscle groups or identifying your feet to the floor and that kind of um, stuff can be very very helpful. Yeah. And just focusing on your breathing and that sort of thing. Breathing. Love that one. Breathing. I forgot about that. Always come back to your breathing if you get stuck. So good. All -hmm. right. Do you want to dive into number two? Oh, I did have a couple more points actually. A couple more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I'm not as good with this one as you are, but I know other people really love to read and Reading is another it's semi like kind of a form of meditation because you're sitting in silence and you're uh, you're sitting in your own company, your own presence, and no one's talking around you and you're focusing on the words on the page. Um, So that can be another form um, of self-care and then also beauty therapy. Again, this one might be a little bit more of like a, a temporary thing, you know, uh, it's not something that's going to permanently fix stress, but it can actually relieve it for a little while anyway. And it's always nice to sort of go and get your nails done and have a little girl's day with, you know, your best friend or your sister, um, have a facial even. Had a facial for the first time a couple months ago. It was great. Loved it. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, and I would really love massage. Absolutely love it. Sometimes I'll just ask Thomas to give me a foot massage and it's the most relaxing thing ever. I love it. And he does it like at the end of the day. So there's different things that you can take from what we've um, explained that you can actually uh, put into your day. So you've got something at the start of the day, something in the middle and something at the end, and you can interchange them as well. So you've always got something going on um, that can relieve the stress. Yeah. I love that. So good. Lots of good tips to take away there. Yeah. Now, the second tip was about structuring your life. So essentially, even as coaches and what we do with our clients is we teach our clients how to actually structure their time properly. And it's not just uh, in, you know, including their training into their day or including their appointments with us. It's also about planning their nutrition from, you know, the night before or the start of the week, because when you pre-plan, you can actually ensure that you hit your targets. Sometimes things do pop up though. And that's where flexibility in those moments can be really beneficial, which with flexible dieting, that's what we teach. So you can choose your mac, uh, you can choose your food from the macros that we give you. Um, So if, little things pop up throughout the week of someone asking you to go out to eat you can actually rearrange your day to make sure that you can fit everything um, but pre-planning at the side of the week can be the best way to make sure that you're on track with your regime with your tracking of macros love that yes yeah,
0: so we mean that Within the scheduling and structuring your life, what we're going to teach in our Elevate and Empower program is we're actually going to teach you to take a step back and evaluate all the areas of your life. um, And we identify what's important, what we need to work on. We set goals in each area and then we'll put an action plan in place. So we'll help you with structuring, not just training, not just nutrition, literally all areas of your life. Because I think one of the things that's most overlooked is the connection uh, between all the different aspects of your life and how they interlink and affect each other so mm-hmm. instead of just looking at one portion of it so just looking at exercise just looking at food mm-hmm. what you need to do is take a look at the big picture and how we can make it all work together for you to get to where you want to be um, mm-hmm. this aspect is one of my favorite things like structuring your life and structuring your time and and getting that plan in place and like we were just saying before about getting out of the jar to read the label sometimes you need someone else outside of you to just guide you in that direction and show you um, areas that you know you might not have, have thought of before or things that you might have overlooked because it's it's really hard for us to see by ourselves what needs to change. And sometimes it can be staring us in the face and we just overlook it. So yeah,
1: I love that. Have that objective eye. See, yes. see someone else can see your life through a different lens. Yeah. It's
0: so true. Yeah. About when someone comes to you with a problem or, or something like that, it's so easy for you to see the solution. And I bet anyone listening, you have people come to you to talk about a problem and you're like, oh, we'll just do this. But it's yeah. not that easy for some reason for the person in it to
1: make that change or that decision. So that's why coaching is yeah. so valuable. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll be able to figure these things out for yourself in the future. Once you learn the strategies. You know, I actually, the reason why this podcast came to fruition is because this week I actually was very overwhelmed and stressed and it wasn't until I did my check-in with my coach yesterday I think it was yesterday that I realized I had set myself uh, my stress level was like six out of seven days and I was just like oh wow I didn't even notice it through the week but at the end of the week I was just like holy shit like I need to do something about this you know and you know, having that objective eye, sometimes when you're still learning how to do it, it's hard to be able to see that when it's you. But over time, you eventually learn how to have an objective eye instead of an emotional eye. And that's what I was sort of working through yesterday was like, okay, what what is the problem or problems and what am I going to do to fix it? So the most important two things that I identified was My lack of sleep and not setting a boundary for my sleep hygiene, which previously I've been pretty good with. And then the other big thing was scheduling my time better and prioritizing things. So that's where I was really failing in the last couple of weeks was the the scheduling of time to the situation. So if I'm more productive, if I can prioritize things better, then I won't feel overwhelmed with all of the little tasks. And then I can take each task one at a time and not be looking at, oh, my God, I've got six things to do for the rest of today and it's already 4 p.m. or something like that. Instead being like, okay, it's 4 p.m. I'm going to work on the next most important priority. And then once that's done, I'm going to look at the next thing. And just working one at a time through the task um, because that's how you ensure that you don't get that overwhelmed feeling um, when you look at it one by one. Yep.
0: Mm. Love that. And setting, um, scheduling everything is so important because if it's not in the plan, if it's not in the diary, you'll never find the time to make, like you'll never find the time to
1: do it. You have to make the time. Exactly. Even food. (laughs) Food, Yes. everything. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Do you have any more to add for that one? I think that one's very self-explanatory, but like Hannah said, this is something that we work on with our clients. And in our coaching program, it's going to be a very important aspect um, because it's going to help you ensure that you can stick to your goals and what you've um, assigned for yourself to achieve. Uh, You need to make sure that you plan it and have that structure um, and then, if something does pop up, you know how to navigate those little things, those little challenges and obstacles. Um, like we said, through an objective eye. Or if you need help, that's where we come in to give you a little boost. Love that. So then, the third one
0: um, was the umbrella of it was setting boundaries.
1: This is Family big one. Women
0: really <laughs> struggle with that. <laughs> And <laughs> a constant work in progress right <laughs> literally yes um what does that mean for you
1: setting boundaries uh probably I think saying no and deciding what's the most important thing and prioritizing that um so sometimes you know you might or you'd hope that you wouldn't upset other people by saying no to them. But I think if you can be uh, sort of, you can explain to them the reason why you've said you can't do this specific thing and, you know, you're really genuine about it, have that authenticity, most of the time people will respond and be like, oh, like, I, I just had no idea that you had all of these things going on. That is absolutely okay. That is cool. Uh, we will do the thing that we were supposed to do next week or, you know, organise another time. So definitely saying no um, can be very important. Um, and I think you've sort of mentioned this before too, Hannah, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Big, like you know, you.
0: one of the things that I read the other day, which is really just put it into perspective for me, because I used to, so I... Went through a stage of not being able to say no to anybody. I would say yes to everybody. And then I went the opposite end and I didn't know how to say no politely. So I was just like, no, basically. (laughs) My boundaries were a little bit too strong. Um, Uh. But one thing that I read the other day was if, um, so it was like a situation where this woman had said yes to a meeting or to a a committee that she didn't want to be on. And she had mm. to attend this thing for this committee. And she was like, I'm going to call my friend and see if my friend can do it for me because I've got too much going on and blah, blah, blah. So she called her friend and she, was, she explained to her friend this opportunity on this committee. And her friend just said, that is so wonderful. It sounds like an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful that you brought it to me due to mm. a lot of reasons. I unfortunately won't be doing it, but thank you for thinking of me. And mm. that, you're not explaining yourself you're not giving you don't have to give any reason Mm. but you're just being so nice and polite and honoring the you know Mm. honoring that someone's thought of you and not being rude Mm. about it Uh, but you're still saying no and having that firm boundaries I really love that and then the woman was like I wish I'd have said that in the first place when they asked me to to do the committee because you know it's just like a perfect
1: way to close it so I will be using that one so it's like appreciating the fact that they've asked you and then kindly saying, but unfortunately, I just can't. I just can't commit to this. Yeah, because
0: that takes away but- the guilt from <laughs> it. Because you know how guilty you feel when you say no to something and you're like, oh, I'm so, such a bad friend or I'm such a bad this and I should have said yes, but you have your own things going on and that's okay, you know? So by, yeah. just, by saying it in that
1: way, you alleviate mm-hmm. that guilt. Yeah. I love it. And the other point uh, we were going to mention is similar to filling up your own cup first, which kind of is similar to your self-care in a way. Um, but it's like, you know, sorting out your own priorities first, putting on your own oxygen mask before you help somebody else. So you're making sure that you're caring, taking care of you because if you don't have your cup full, then how are you going to give energy to other people? How are you going to give love and uh, you know be able to do all of the tasks if you haven't actually taken care of the most important person, which is yourself? You have to have the best relationship with yourself because yourself ain't going anywhere, right? <laughs> Hopefully,
0: yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, you know what? A lot of women, a lot of mums that I know get up extra early at like four or five o'clock so that they can have an hour before their kids wake up or before they have to do breakfast, school runs, whatever craziness they've got of the day. And like people say, are you crazy? Like, why don't you have the extra sleep? And they're like, no, that time for me is so much more valuable than that extra
1: sleep. Yeah, it's probably also therapeutic for them because it's a time where, you know, obviously the kids are asleep. So, you know, the responsibility- like i mean when someone's asleep that you know that's what they're doing and that it means that they can actually go and do their own thing without that guilt i think as well because well the kids are asleep so it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> what you do when they're awake you kind of want to be spending the time with them or yeah exactly yeah i really love that i really admire when women who've got uh, families when they do still take time to take care of themselves because if you're going to be the best mum possible then you really do have to still take care of yourself and your body because your children will look up to you and the way that you treat yourself, your children will then treat themselves the way that same way when they get older. And even at a young age, it matters because that's when our brain is starting to form like, you know, our belief system and everything. So it's, it's actually probably even more important. Actually, it's all important, but Those are the times I think it's like five or six, or is it like five to seven year olds, something like that?
0: When oh there's all different things, but yeah, basically between naught and seven is like when the the setting they say they've set
1: their um beliefs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're very impressionable. Yeah, that's for sure. And I see that through my niece so much. Like she she is so observative, she takes everything on board that we do. Every one of the family members. So, um, yeah, if you're a good role model for your children, it, because of the fact that you take care of yourself, and it's not just about um, like the self care side of things, of, you know, doing the beauty therapy and those kinds of things. It's also about the, you know, mindset work that you do, how you talk to yourself, like how do you view your body? Because a lot of the time we'll actually project that onto other people. And then also showing your children. And those around you that in order to be a healthy person and live a long and happy life, you still need to exercise. You still need to move and not be sedentary all day. Still need to fuel your body with good nutrient-dense foods. And that will be the best way to, um, you know, be the best role model for your children. And for your uh, partner too, everyone around you yeah so
0: important and yeah you're setting that expectation for how how they're going to treat themselves and how they're going to let others treat them
1: exactly oh I love this this was an excellent episode wasn't it it was fantastic actually I feel like we've got a lot of value in there and I hope
0: there was a lot of things that you guys Um, can take away from that and if you do want to learn more and you do need lots of help with this then join our Elevate and Empower 12-week coaching program we are going to be covering this and so so much more it's going to be absolutely amazing it will really honestly transform your life. I'm not just saying it. Like now that we're like literally in it and creating every module and stuff, I'm just getting more and more excited every day. So the link is in the show notes. Go check it out or you can visit either one of our websites also or message us if you have any questions. Um, I
1: don't have anything to add. Do you have anything more to add? I just wanted to thank everyone who entered our draw. And we, we just wanted to say thank you because it allows us to really ensure that we're catering to your ladies' needs. Yes, I love that. So for anyone who doesn't know what we are talking about
0: last week on Instagram, we did um, put a little survey in our stories. So a lot of you have responded and given us some amazing insights into what you want to see in the program, which we are creating for you. So we wanted to make sure that everything was in there that you wanted and more. So thank you so much. The winner has already... Being announced by the time this podcast comes out but we don't know who it is yet because it's like a little time warp going on it's the 2nd of December we're announcing the winner on the 6th but this won't be released until the night so <laughs> thank you congratulations to the winner whoever you are <laughs> thanks guys thanks for listening have a great day